Hi, I'm Mohit and I welcome you all to yet another session of Creative Talk. I am immensely pleased to introduce Vanessa Maria Mirza, a choreographer, visual artist, founder and artistic director of Dance Bridges Festival, Kolkata, India. Hi Vanessa, how are you doing? Hi Mohit, I'm doing really great and I'm really excited that we have this time to connect and chat a bit more. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Uh, to begin with, I, I really wanted to know uh, a brief history about your journey in the field of arts. What made you choose arts and when did this all happen for you? Yeah, so I think when um, I was quite young, about 11, I started with classes. This was at the Calcutta School of Music and it was a new class with like ballet, modern dance and jazz. Um, and it was a hobby that I had, but I never ever thought I would take it professionally. Until somewhere along college, um, when I was doing my BBA, I was um, in a marketing specialization and found this creative streak in me. Um, but I felt it was quite unfulfilled within the mm -hmm. corporate um, sphere at the time. And I had continued with dance right through uh, both training and then I started with choreography. Okay. I started working with schools and then taking up volunteer projects. So it was this deep passion. Um, it was something I think that was unspoken in me, like I wanted to pursue it, but never really had the courage to do that. Nobody in my family has you know, been in the arts professionally before. Um, and then I think it was a bit of a turning point during that final year that I, I wanted to pursue dance. That was around 2004, but it still took till 2006 <laughs> for me. So it's like two years of back and forth and you know, talking with my parents and being an MBA versus, you know, being a dancer and choreographer um, till I finally did it. Yeah. So it's been a bit of a journey and yeah. <laughs> I, I was going through your artist profile uh, in one of the WordPress articles and I was surprised to see so many, like a long list of uh, uh, research and choreography accomplishments that you have achieved. Do you think uh, as, as an artist that is required? I think every artist is different and so there's not exactly some kind of you know prototype that you need to fulfill but I would say um, definitely give you a chance to explore different avenues and uh, different areas and if research interests you you should definitely do that um, if you like choreography do that if you like performance sometimes it's also different phases in life um, that you find yourself more interested or you find opportunities open up so I do feel a little bit of an organic um, flow to you know follow things but at the same time I would say not to be you know complacent and just be okay I'm just good at this and I'm just yeah. going to keep doing this and for me at least that gets a little bit boring so I do like to stretch my limits and explore a bit more so yeah I would say kind of a combination of yeah. both. If you could like provide some suggestions for the fellow artists where to look and how easy it is uh, to find these such avenues for themselves? Um, so definitely I would say a lot of it is available on the internet, but you need to know how to connect. Yeah. And so some of it is just building digital connections. And of course, I'm sure you also do it um, through social media, putting your work out there, yeah. putting your interests out there. Um, but definitely maybe try to follow more arts organizations, subscribe to their newsletters, or even dance, you know, open calls for dance, like Dancing Opportunities is a yeah, main yeah. one. Yes, and yeah, I think yeah. like that, there are several others. But just follow a lot of different embassies 
um, and cultural institutions um, like the French uh, Institute of India or, you know, mm -hmm. Goethe Institute, like they keep having a number of international projects, if that's something you're interested in. So if you follow the newsletter, you, you regularly get updates of, say, competitions or forums or residencies, things like this. And I think the other thing is um, also just trying to reach out to people. Um, yeah. So there's, yeah, I have a very strong, strong um, desire to, you know, create platforms for more collaboration. And, uh, and I feel collaboration is really key. It's a thought that, you know, is echoed by many artists now. It's yeah. really key to like building your own art, but also it's, it's a very easy, organic way to actually um, create a platform then, you know, to have a place for exchange and, and even showcase and presentation. So either if you initiate the project or to be able to respond to other people's invitations uh, when it feels right, um, I think that's there. So yeah, taking chances with things. Um, the other thing is I think also just to build personal connections. You know, I think uh, more than our needs to do things, yeah. um, to just invest in people, to talk to different kinds of people, you know, or a dancer, just break out of what would be your usual circles, you know, to meet other kinds of artists, whether it's a designer yeah. or, you know, um, somebody working with lighting and digital arts or something like this. So I think expanding your social um, connections and, you know, even to attend meetings with artists, artist collectives, things like this, and to go to different places, meet new people, um, and just being aware. Yeah, yeah, I think that would probably be the best way. Okay, uh, so I think uh, we will talk about uh, the platform that you have curated, a Dance Bridges Festival that happens in Kolkata. Mm -hmm. We would like to talk mm -hmm. about that. And uh, I think that that was the first time I, I met you in person in Dance Bridges Festival. Yes. And mm -hmm. if you could give us a brief about it, uh, how did it all start for you? Right. Um, so it was quite uh, an adventure. And since it was nothing I had really planned on doing, I mean, if you ask me five or mm -hmm. 10 years earlier, I, I mean, and even that year itself, um, a friend actually joked about it, that he would meet me at a festival that I created and arranged in Calcutta. And I was like, no way, because it's so, so difficult. Um, so it's not something I really planned, but um, at that time I had met artists in France, uh, when again, I was um, presenting my research at this global summit organized by World Dance Alliance, and we were interested uh -huh. to come to India. And um, I was in fact talking about the transition of living in Taiwan and then living in India. And people were interested in that research as well as they were just curious about what the you know, professional scene for contemporary dance was in Calcutta at the time. And um, I said that I would just connect them. So they wanted to come to India. So I said, um, you know, when I get back, I'll just put you in touch with a number of people. And when I looked into it, I found there are actually very few opportunities for international artists to come to India to work and connect. And um, so I said, why not? I could maybe start something. And I literally planned it as just, you know, maybe a one and a half day seminar with performance in the evening sort of platform. But it just grew within that year of planning, became already like a big festival, five days with, I think, um, 13 countries represented, you know, performances, films, wow. the residency, there's a three-week residency, workshops, artist talks, and um, yeah, quite a large-scale event. 
And even then, I thought it would be just a one-time initiative. And <laughs> 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 no intention of it being something that I actually invest my time and energy in. But it had such a huge response. And I could see that it made such a difference to so many people who were involved. And even for the audiences, so many people thanked me. And it was, I think, literally in an interview with The Telegraph. And they asked, when would be the next time? And I said, okay, maybe in two years. <laughs> so that's how the <laughs> BNL was founded. Okay. But I realized that I couldn't do it myself. Um, mm. The first year was done with the umbrella of WBA, but I led most of the work. And uh, I knew I needed a team. And so that's how I built an international team, had advisors wow. come in, and we just came into being. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. It, it started in 2015, yeah? 15 was the first edition. First so yeah, we say it was founded in um, August 2014. I think uh, somebody really invests so much time in creating a project or like a festival uh, like yours. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, since they don't get so much of support or government support from Ministry of Arts and Culture, it becomes a little difficult and then they, they don't give up on it, but they, they have to uh, do something else and leave that project in between. Like, did it happen with you? Like, how much uh, role did the Ministry of Arts and Culture and other related organizations play uh, in, in your Dance Bridges Festival? Um, so I think I was just really stubborn about actually doing the okay. festival, no matter what. I'm very glad that, you know, I had family and friends who were willing to support me, even if we didn't get government support. Um, yeah. okay. So our government support within India is still small. And I think that's just because yeah. there's um, smaller um, sources to you know apply for funding for contemporary dance and contemporary art. Uh, but we do have a lot of international support that's been very, very encouraging, um, especially as we kept doing the festival with each edition. We actually had more people come on board. And I think mm -hmm. it's because they could um, realize that, you know, we really invested in this. We're committed to um, making the festival a success um, and probably having an international team and um, just a track record for, you know, doing things with excellence um, made a big impact. And um I don't know. It's not something I can fully explain because we're still just a young festival. You know, we've just had three editions. Uh, yeah. But whenever I meet people abroad or I connect with, you know, diplomatic missions, it's usually a very, very uh, positive response. And possibly it's because there are not as many opportunities for contemporary dance and for you know, international uh, exchanges as yet. India is huge. So, of course, there are some. But um, I think there could actually be more. So that's been really great. And of course, the artists we work with, too, they also, you know, write um, and, you know, they also find out what could be the, the funding they can get, what are the grants. And then you know, there's a bit of a process in communications to, to share the burden of actually getting those grants and getting that funding. Um, but so far, it's been, it's been really good. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I, I must say that when I did uh, come for the Dance Bridges Festival in 2019, I was amazed, I was astonished at the amount of artists, international artists that were present there and the the uh, outstanding art that I got to see. It was amazing. And this is a shout out to uh, your uh, festival and to tell people that there is an international festival happening in India and Kolkata and I think you should apply for it. And I, I would like you to say 
few words about applying for the festival that is happening in 21 yes 2021 um so in a few weeks uh, around <laughs> early july we are due to issue the international open call to artists um so we do have people writing in to us but i always encourage artists to actually apply through the official open call because there are a number of different categories um mm -hmm. and so we have usually like a three month period so probably by early october for um film artists and performing artists to submit their applications and then there's a second date for those who are in the residency showcases and other categories so yeah i think it's um fairly easy there are guidelines to how you should send in your application and email address will be given there it's dancebridgefestival@gmail.com um and if you have any inquiries also you can just write into our team um but it's usually like three works for artists to be submitted uh, in film and um performances or showcases as well as some workshops so yeah, yeah. so uh, there was this question uh, you have already mentioned that this is your the 2019 was your third edition what uh, does 2021 edition holds for the artists and for the audience in kolkata right so that's actually still a bit of a secret okay. <laughs> but more a little bit of secret at what we're gearing towards of course i mean this pandemic has had an impact yeah. on um people all over the world and is possibly going to even affect uh some artists being able to come in and international funding uh, so we have kept that in mind and uh, we're still looking at having um a really fun festival with international exchanges but probably there will be a stronger focus on our, mm -hmm. our local artist engagements and mm -hmm. um just expanding a bit more if you yeah if you experience the last edition there was you know big focus on dance in public spaces and community dance and we'll probably focus on that area also uh but also given this situation now you realize the digital arts has been quite neglected so we might introduce especially curated areas that okay. um, use the digital platform yeah. is dance which is traveling to delhi or mumbai in india as well in near future well not just yet <laughs> i think it takes a lot of effort <laughs> and mm -hmm. resources for our team to manage what we do here and we do feel that you know the festival is curated very specially for kolkata i okay. think we have had actually invitations for the festival to travel um mm -hmm. and well while it may not travel entirely perhaps a satellite event is something we can okay. consider okay. in the future where maybe part of it um can move for now we do connect artists to any organizations we feel would be ready to receive them or you know have even individual um planning i think a huge concern for us is we want to ensure you know the integrity of how we do things and um just you know have smooth logistics and just a level of high quality on all fronts so that does take a lot more um time and investment and i think we just need to find the right kind of partners before yeah. we do that but perhaps yes in the future it's sure. possible we, we hope so fingers <laughs> crossed <laughs> so uh, you mentioned this uh, great pandemic that is happening uh, across right. the world right now do you think the art gets affected uh, like where where does the art go from here now uh, because there everything is packed uh, nothing's moving i think so in for like for a few more months there will be no uh, public gatherings you can't perform 
and I think mm -hmm. the digital space is the only space that you can you can actually showcase mm -hmm. your art. Uh, for for me, uh, before you answer, for for me, I think that doesn't suffice my hunger as an artist to perform mm -hmm. or to create. But I I would like to hear your views on on it. Right. Well, I mean, like we were talking about before, definitely it's sort of changed perspectives and opened up this digital platform and mm -hmm. you know real estate in a sense, but. For me too, I think performing arts is best enjoyed life <laughs> and it can't really be replaced. Um, so just from personal experience, actually, I've had plenty of invitations um, to do different project proposals in the making. And so I've just taken time um, to think about that. But I've also actually just taken time to connect more with my friends and yeah. just, you know, call people up and just chat <laughs> and, and be in touch where... Normally, I can't always do that. Um, so yeah, I think I've just, I sort of enjoyed that part of it. And of course, it has affected the arts. I think I will never take for granted again, the freedom to be able to gather, the freedom to be able to perform. Um, because I think so much of art is about being in, you know, in community and enjoying this together. Um, so I think it will change our approaches to things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like there is hope. This is not the end of the world. Uh, and so. I do believe we will emerge from this, you know, stronger, hopefully. And yeah, I think it's also been a time we've seen the planet, you know, really breathing again. And yeah. so many things coming back to life, nature um, being made beautiful once more. So I feel like I hope that we can, you know, intentionally change some of our ways. Um, yeah and you know just emerge from this stronger so yeah definitely that de definitely so i happened to see uh two of your choreographies right in dance music festival mm -hmm. 2019 and they were breathtakingly ecstatic uh i just wanted to uh know uh how uh you go through a choreography process when you create a choreography what what mm -hmm. is in your mind in your heart like do they connect or like they like are like far apart <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, I think definitely connects. Um, I don't really just do pure dance so much. Um, for me, I think as an artist, human emotion is really important. I do look at, you know, things in society and that might reflect society, but I do bring it back to the individual experience then. And um, I feel it's really important uh, to also, you know, um, share that. Uh, and contemporary dance in India needs to see more of that. I know there are voices who feel it's only about, um, you know, the Indian experience that's very recognizable or, you know, all of the social issues that, of course, are very important. But I feel there also needs to be the place for an artist to just be an artist um, and express themselves. So for me, it's um, quite dependent on the project, I would think. Um, concept is always a part of it. But sometimes I just create from movement. Mm -hmm. And I see where that leads me if I'm enjoying the movement research. And then I bring my mind into it to go deeper and research further. Um, but sometimes there's a definite idea that I want to, or a keyword or something that I want to explore. And it's a lot of improvisation first, always. Um, you know, just playing in the studio, looking for what's interesting. Um, and then these pieces that you saw were actually developed over a period of two years or two and a half years in different stints. Yeah, so, you know, the first phase, um, say for Stronger, the duet, 
was actually mm-hmm. just a three week research and we performed it as a trio in fact uh, mm-hmm. for a street arts festival and then you know i just had like quite a long gap and then i decided to do it again um for the festival here at dance bridges and then we had two different spaces and um i decided to then do it as a duet and have new music put in so it changed quite a lot and there was a different dynamic that came through and the other solo was something that actually just began like a class assignment and experiment when i was teaching at rhythmosake mm-hmm. um it was performed at their school concert which then i applied for um to the prakriti festival which is you know the contemporary arts festival in chennai and we were selected to perform there so it became a longer piece and then i researched it even further to finally be um showing it at dance bridges and now i would like to develop both pieces <laughs> even more <laughs> so i think this process has been very helpful and useful and i think um yeah taking time and making maybe different versions of the piece too that's interesting but it is um kind of crucial about who i'm working with and um uh, also the time and space that we have together to then bring the best <laughs> what would you uh, tell other artists uh, in india about kolkata that uh, in kolkata there are places and avenues where where you can find art itself for them i mean i think it's not like i want to create some kind of migration or something <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think calcutta does have a lot to offer just as a city i think um it's really rich in its culture and its heritage people are warm people are really friendly um and there's just a lot like just being in the city can really change you and i think that's kind of part of doing the festival here as well i mean i might be biased because it's my hometown <laughs> but even so i think it's a different pace to life you know i've heard a lot of people say you know they've been to delhi and then coming to calcutta it's just different and i think that kind of experience um can be quite valuable also mm-hmm. there are i mean in recent years many different artistic um endeavors that have come up in the city not just dance bridges but a lot okay. more you know a lot of different platforms even for musicians or you know uh-huh. designers things like that there are a lot more independent artists here um there's several um opportunities that exist for you know even other residencies and things like that um like kolkata center for creativity has one right now for emerging artists um and just like that space there are so many other spaces as well so i think that it, it provides a lot of possibilities i would say actually um to be as mobile as you can you know mm-hmm. to actually try look at the opportunities in different yeah. cities and if you're able to go to actually try and see that and experience that um but yes i think if you're based here you don't i haven't actually moved you know i've been told not just delhi go to bangalore or mumbai or something like that but i've been back in india and based in calcutta for the last 7 years and um <laughs> decided to do something you know um where i found that there was an op- an opportunity and i think that's also an option if there's something that you see missing instead of just complaining or just going somewhere else which you know it's not that it's wrong but you could also start something of your own what is the importance of an artist in the society and do you think uh, an artist should be provided with the platform to to voice their art like how you have provided the platform uh, how important is that yes i think artists play a huge role in society and um, i think it's been going around on social media right now that you know we see the value of art in yeah. quite a different light because we'd all be going crazy <laughs> if we just at home there weren't those books to read and other things to watch and all of this 
Um, so yes, I think it's probably undervalued in many ways, but I think it plays a huge role, um, not just in, you know, speaking about social issues, but just, you know, helping to shape a culture and um, even just to leave an, a legacy. I mean, for me, art is like, food you know it's like a physical need i need to nourish myself with more art so it it can completely go into a performance can totally turn around a bad day and um, it's also cathartic it's really healing it's really therapeutic so there's so many different ways that it can help people and i think to also just spark imagination and spark creativity so you may not end up being an artist but exposing your child to art could even help them in whatever career choice they take because this world needs creative solutions, you know, whether it's in business or commerce or whatever it is you're doing. Um, so I think there are multiple ways in which it impacts people and it should definitely be given um, more emphasis, um, especially for young, yeah, not just young, but, you know, for young people to explore it, but also just for um, everybody, you know, who's so busy with their lives to just take time out and, see some art or visit a gallery or then the festival it's relaxation it's rejuvenating so yeah are you also in the process of making a full-fledged production that you would love to showcase and travel the world around with yes i think definitely i would love that i think if there was more funding this could have happened maybe five oh. years ago <laughs> but it's a bit of a process and also given i was spending quite a lot of time um developing the festival but the kind of two areas one is to again keep building on my work with the festival and then the other is my own personal practice so um like i mentioned before there is a project proposal in the making for a full evening it would still be different works but i hope that would be the next step to then a full-length production um, it's not as easy to tour work abroad because, again, funding is one aspect and then just connecting with the right festivals. And of course, I mean, I'm a curator, so I know many festivals abroad, they, they want to see Indian contemporary art that looks Indian to them from their perception of what Indian contemporary dance should look like. <laughs> and uh, personally, I'm trying to just break those, um, yeah, break those boxes. So... I think it will happen in time. It's definitely a goal for me um, to tour internationally. It's it's a dream. I would love to do that. So yeah, but I I'm just patient about the process. Okay, okay, and and we would love to see that production soon also. <laughs> yeah, cool. I will ask you uh, the last question uh, because I think I've taken a lot of your time. I just want you to give a small piece of advice or suggestion to the aspiring artist, like uh, mm -hmm. what they should focus on and how can they succeed in their field of expertise? Well, I think um, you have to be quite tenacious, you know, without being overly competitive and, you know, having a very strong like rival spirit. I think, um, you know, to have the sense of confidence in your own work without comparing yourself to others, take your own journey, you know, um, one step at a time, one day at a time, but also to keep dreaming, to keep thinking of where you want to be and to hold on to that dream, um, even if it takes a while <laughs> in the making. Um, don't despise the day of small beginnings, you know. So I would say do the small project, you know, where it's just a tiny audience or where it's really, you know, just a studio showing. Like take that and do it um, like full on with all of your energy, all of your heart. Give your best every time. Um, and I... And, 
while I know it's it's a struggle for sure, but um, at the right time, I do believe, at least I'm the optimist who believes this, like the right opportunities will come and then you can grab them and you'll be ready for them. Because I think the other danger is becoming, you know, too famous too quickly where you can't really handle it or you're not yet as mature or not yet as dedicated. So I think there's this kind of balance. Uh, but I would say to young artists, just be persevering. And, and of course, you have to be realistic too. Sometimes you have to really juggle um, many different things to, you know, to make this work. Um, but just hold on and just, yeah, keep doing, keep creating your art, keep moving, keep dancing. <laughs> It'll work out. <laughs> you have to believe in yourself first <laughs> and then yeah. others will believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I think uh, we have come to the end of our small talk and thank you so very much for uh, agreeing to do this and being with us uh, here. And I believe everybody got a small insight to what Vanessa's art is and uh, what her art holds for her and what is Dance Bridges Festival. And I will link uh, everything uh, below her profile, her WordPress article that I read, which is extensive, and about the Dance Bridges Festival below uh, as well. Yeah. Thank you, Vanessa, once again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.